Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Says live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios. This is Out of Bounds. Yeah, I love Nathaniel Hackett, and those comments were very surprising to for a coach to do that to another coach. My love for Hackett goes deep. You know, we had uh, some great years together in Green Bay. Kept in touch. Love him and his family. He's an incredible family man, incredible dad. And on the field, you know, he's arguably my favorite coach I've ever had in the NFL. Just his approach to it, how he makes it fun, how he cares about the guys, just how he goes about his business. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. We've been reacting to everything over the sports weekend. And we'll continue to get to those reactions. We'll have, of course, best and worst of the weekend, some of the highlights and lowlights that we'll dive into and your Razor Hog update, because there's a lot of Razorback news that happened over the weekend and will continue to happen. But as we've been discussing, it is football camp this week. You got an NFL preseason game officially starting up. You got Razorback fall camp starting up on Wednesday, too. So it's an exciting time right now for all you football fans. And I know we're going to talk about that in a lot more as we go to the phone lines and welcome in Chris Gordy, who is the on air host of Sports Talk 790 down there in Houston, as well as the host of the Locked On SEC podcast. And Chris, as always, man, appreciate you joining us. How you doing this afternoon? Doing good, John. It was good. Uh, it was good following you on social media and seeing you hang out with your entire family. Uh, every great uncle and cousin and third cousin looked pretty good. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the neighbor's gene is strong. When you have five nephews and four of them come from <laughs> one family, then yeah, it's uh, there's just a lot of testosterone being driven around there. So yeah, it was good, man. It was good, and I <laughs> I appreciate that. And you know, that's kind of what leads it into you know it being officially football season. You know, we talked about these comments. I know we'll get to NFL college and all that, but the comments made from Sean Payton to Aaron Rodgers to or to Nathaniel Hackett and then Robert Sala and then he got uh, Sean Payton apologizing. He got Aaron Rodgers coming out hot and there and we just played his clip there in the intro. What do you make of this back and forth? Is it a little bit overblown or is this something that uh, is really exciting and entertaining and fuels to a great fire that could lead to a great matchup later this football season? In the year of our Lord, 2023, I, I really hope we start to tread back towards being able to. Uh, speak the truth. I feel like we walk on eggshells so often with social media and everything, and you know we're afraid to say things. Too too often times people go, "Oh, you can't say that," and my, my response is always, "Why? If something's a fact, I should be able to say it." Sean Payton said Nathaniel Hackett sucked as a head coach, and yet all of a sudden we're like, "Oh, you can't say that. That's terrible." No, the plain and simple, Nathaniel Hackett sucked as the Broncos head coach last year. He ruined Russell Wilson. Like, it was just god-awful. And yet when Sean Payton says that in front of a podium or to a reporter, suddenly it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're saying that. And then he's got to come back and apologize. Aaron Rodgers is jumping in front of bullets for, for Nate Hackett. Like, it's just so ridiculous and over the top. Like, we could all acknowledge the Broncos were terrible last year. Look, we had to put up with it. They put the damn Broncos on prime fine football like eight games last year. I had to watch Sunday Night Football and Thursday Night Football and Monday Night Football of the freaking Broncos being god-awful, and Nathaniel Hackett was a big reason why. So I, I'm fine with Sean Payton's comments. I think it's stupid he had to apologize. We, we ought to be able to speak our minds a little bit more often and, and not have to go, oh, well, 
I, I really meant he's a great guy. No, he stunk as a head coach. That's why he's an offensive coordinator again. Another big storyline in the NFL going into training camps, the state of running backs and them being devalued. What do you th- think of uh, what's going on with the running backs in the NFL? Yeah, it sucks for a lot of those guys out there. I mean, we, we, we've talked about it before. Like, you know, is there a running back? Should, should first should running backs even be taken in the first round is, is the first question. And, you know, we've had some guys that have worked out. Ezekiel Elliott, I think, overall was really good for the Cowboys. Now, given him that big back extension, seems like a mistake in hindsight. Christian McCaffrey was good, but, you know, the, the Panthers moved on from him. They traded him this past year. Uh, Saquon Barkley was seeing, you know, the tip with the Giants on, hey, we like you, but we're not in love with you. Uh, and, and then, you know, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and predict that the Atlanta Falcons are going to run into this three years from now with B. John Robinson. Because I think B. John's going to be really good for them as a rookie this year. And so it, it really is a sign of the times when the Colts are basically telling Jonathan Taylor, like, we like you, but you're replaceable. Um, every running back in this league, I think, it is replaceable. Um, you know, Derrick Henry may be the one exception. Everywhere else, you know, it's running back by committee. Just about every team. They, they have a starter that they like, but they have a number two or a number three that they think can do the job just as well. And so it, it, it stinks for, for any high school kids out there that play running back that have dreams of making it to the NFL. Maybe, uh, maybe change the position. Maybe try playing tight end or quarterback or something like that because right now it's the quarterbacks that are getting paid unlike anybody else. Corners and receivers are getting paid well, but running backs are becoming way devalued in the NFL right now. It's a passing league. We knew, you know, they were changing all the defensive penalties and all that to, to, be, to become even more of a passing league. But my gosh, yeah, the running backs are, are getting gypped, man. And uh, it feels like some teams are looking at it. Like I'm mean, here in Houston, they have Damian Pierce, uh, the rookie from Florida last year, had a great rookie season. But they're already looking at him, saying, "Yeah, we'll get a couple more years out of you, and then we'll be on to the next one." Like I don't know. Um, if we're ever going to get back to the running backs getting those big, fat, five-year, six-year extensions with big money, um, you know, if anything, maybe you, maybe you talk a team into trying to do it after your rookie year because it seems like a lot of them are going to look at it and say, yeah, we'll, we'll milk this four or five years out of you as a rookie and we'll move on. Well, and it's crazy because of just knowing how many great players have played at the running back position and have been such different makers, Hall of Famers, big-time money makers, everything to go along with it. And then here we are. Has it just been because of the style of football? Has it been because of the uh, way that the, the running back positions play that has led to more injuries? And there's just not ones that separate themselves enough from others. Like, how did we get to this point where just five, ten years ago, running backs were just as important as almost any other position to now people don't even want to pay them and just can move on from pro bowlers in the prime of their career? Well, I'll put it this way, guys. You know, we, we can all sit around here. If I ask you to pull up the last five Super Bowl champions, can you name the starting running backs for each of those teams? <laughs> uh, when, you, when you go back and look, I believe for, for the Chiefs this year was Isaiah Pacheco, who was, what, a seventh-round pick? Uh, turned out to be pretty good, but still, he was where, where he was. Uh, the Rams the year prior, Cam Akers was their running back. For the Bucks the year prior was Leonard Fournette. Uh, the Chiefs in 2019, I think, was Damian Pierce. And in 2018, the Patriots, it was Tony Michelle. I mean, half those guys are either out of the league or on different teams playing for minimal money right now. I mean, Larry Fournette basically had to beg the Bucks to take him back on a one-year deal. Like, it's just when you look at that, the, the stud first-round pick overpaid running backs are not on teams that are winning Super Bowl. It, 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 that, that is a thing of the past. And, um, again, I don't know if we're ever going to trend back towards those stud running backs be in the focal point of the teams of the offenses, but it seems like when Derrick Henry hits his last leg with the with the Titans, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with Saquon and the Giants. I don't know if we'll ever get back to the featured running back who gets twenty five to thirty carries a game and is your workhorse. I think uh, teams are looking at it and saying, "No, we got to appropriate that money back to the quarterback." Speaking of Super Bowl team that played in the Super Bowl, the Eagles, they lost both their coordinators who became head coaches. Jonathan Gannon with the Cards and Shane Steichen with the Colts. Which one of those coordinators is in a better situation for this season? You know, if you believe the hype of what you're hearing from the Colts, like, you know, we'll see, we'll figure out what happens with Jonathan Taylor here. I know uh, their backup running back, Zach Moss, broke his arm today, and he's going to miss a bunch of weeks. But 
there's been a lot of hype coming out of camp on Anthony Richardson. And, you know, I, I even had my, my co-host today presented the question, you know, we're high on C.J. Stroud here in Houston, but what if he was the wrong pick? What if Anthony Richardson should have been the number two pick and not C.J. Stroud? It's just going to be one of those things fascinating to look at, look back at down the road because, you know, my big question on Richardson was accuracy. You know, how do you take a guy number two overall who, you know, didn't even have a 60% completion percentage in college, but they love his athleticism. He's a freak. He's put on some weight. I think they said he's up to, like, uh, was it 240 or something like that now, and they said his arms look good. And, you know, my question for Anthony Richardson is still going to be on that third and 11. Can you make the throw for the first down? Uh, and keep moving the chains, we're going to find that out. But if Anthony Richardson continues to progress, I think uh, I think the Colts are going to have a great chance to, at success. And, uh, you know, it's a crappy division they're in with the Texans, the Titans, and the Jaguars. Uh, you know, we'll see if Trevor Lawrence continues to take steps towards greatness. But, uh, yeah, it's, I've, I was down on Anthony Richardson throughout the draft process, but I've heard nothing but positive things coming out of training camp on him. And, you know, what if he's a star? I, I kind of had the same thing with, with Josh Allen. I questioned Josh Allen coming out of Wyoming, and here we are a couple of years later, and he's a superstar in the league. So we'll see if that happens for Richards. Speaking with Chris Gordy here on the phone lines, thanks to, of course, uh, everybody listening. Of course, you appreciate him coming on and talking a little football with us, too. Sports Talk 790. Uh, Chris, also looking at... Uh, the baseball side of things, too, because I know, obviously, with Astros and MLB, it's been fun with the trade deadlines and some of the moves have been made. It certainly looks like the Rangers are trying to go all in and, and trying to make some things happen. But uh, just what did you make of the trade deadline and the, or at least the moves that have been made and anything that really stood out to you as far as a huge impact that could make a difference on a team entering into the final stretch of the season? Although we're not done yet, we, we got until 5 p.m. tomorrow for, for everything to commence. Uh, I know the Astros are still working on possibly trying to get Justin Verlander back from the Mets. Uh, I think there's some some holdups on his on his uh, contract. He's due, you know, forty plus million next year, and then he has a vested option if he pitches 104 innings, 40 innings next year. Uh, his third year guarantees at 35 million, and then you're talking about a guy who would be 42 years old at that time. Um, you know, do, do you want to be on the hook for that kind of money? And so. They're going back and forth. We'll see if a reunion is in the cards. But, uh, man, the, the thing that changed this year at the MLB trade deadline is you have a lot more teams still in the mix. Like the Cubs are only a couple games out of the, the NL Central. Like, they still think they're in the mix. They're not They're not pulling the trigger and, and selling. They're still, you know, there's too many teams out here that think they're still contenders. And so there's more buyers than sellers right now. And that's driving up the asking price. And the Rangers had a lot of... Uh, had a lot of assets, and they go and get Jordan Montgomery, and they go and get Max Scherzer. But uh, we'll see what happens. Again, like uh, to me, I still feel like postseason success matters, and the Astros have been there a lot in the postseason. The Rangers haven't. If they find themselves in a series against one another, even though the Rangers have all this great talent, I still might lean Astros because they have so many guys who have been there, done that. So we're going to see if they add some pieces, but it's been fun. I mean, again, more teams, more playoff teams this year is going to make it more fun, and uh, you know, more baseball action for us to bet on. Rangers and Astros are neck and neck pretty much in that division, but the team right behind them, L.A. Angels, they decided to hold on to Shohei Otani where there was a lot of trade talk around him, but they wanted to hold on to him and possibly make a playoff run on their own. So what do you think about the Angels and sticking with Otani and really taking a chance of him possibly leaving next season? Yeah, they're stupid. I mean, you, you're you're a team that's never been good enough. Their pitching's never been good enough as a whole. This is a, this is a franchise that's had two of the best players in baseball last year. I mean, I don't even know if it's arguable to say Shohei Otani and Mike Trout are by far the two best players in baseball. One of them pitches and, and hits and is incredible, and yet they can't even sniff the playoffs. I think that just says more about their management, how they've constructed the roster. I think they should have sold. I think they should have traded Otani for as many prospects as they could get. He's going to hit free agency this coming off season. I just I look at it and say y'all are dumb for trying to think you could sustain. Uh, I don't think they will, and I think uh, they're going to be looking back going, man, we should have traded that guy when we had a chance to at least get something in return. Uh, you're right, Rangers and Astros are going to be competing for this division. The other one will win a wild card spot, and the Angels will be sitting there again, missing the playoffs with two of the best players in baseball. No, I've always found it fascinating with the Angels, and you mentioned the two best players in baseball that they've had. It, I just want your opinion on it. Why 
Why have the Angels had these guys? Like, what? what is it? Is it they just great at maybe scouting some dudes, or is it just timing of the draft? Like, how, how have they been able to hold on and have these guys and not have any success to show for it at all? I just don't know of any other sport that you could say that to where, especially in professional, where you've had not only the greatest player of a generation, but possibly the next player of the great generation, both playing on the same team and have zero success, comparatively speaking. Well, it's the old, uh, the old adage, uh, John. It's a team sport. Hmm. You know, it's not like, like in the NBA, you start five guys. If you got two superstars, you're you're making the playoffs and you're making a run. In baseball, you can have two superstars and not make the postseason. You, you you need a whole roster. And to me, it's been the pitching, like outside of Otani, Reed Detmers, Tyler Anderson, Patrick Sandoval, Griffin Canning. They're all guys with ERAs over four. They all suck. So you got to have you got to have some studs in there. You got to have some some Scherzers and some Verlanders and guys like that, and the Angels just haven't had them. So, you know, enjoy watching Shohei rake and pitch well and watching Mike Trout hit home runs and all that, but at the end of the day, you got to have some other dogs, and they don't have any dogs. The team that has the best record in the AL, Baltimore Orioles, you think that's sustainable for the Orioles? Now the, the Rays are right there, right there, uh, game and a half back, and they began the season with the best record in baseball, but... The Orioles have hit their stride, and they're leading the AL East, which is probably the toughest division in baseball. Yeah, I think the the Orioles are legit, man. Their front office, their GM is actually the guy who came from the Houston Astros and was part of their rebuilding. They've done it the right way. They've hit on draft picks. You know, Adley Rushman, we know, was was that that number one pick a couple years ago, and they got some other guys coming up that are making their way through the minor league system. I think this thing is sustainable. The Orioles have arrived, and I think they've sent a big message to Tampa and Toronto and the Red Sox and the Yankees that we're here to stay. So it's fun to watch. We'll see how far they can go. And you know they were beating the start of the Yankees last night on Sunday Night Baseball. So um, Orioles are fun, man. I don't know if anybody can name a, a ton of guys on their roster, but you might want to. You know, if you're looking to hop on a bandwagon, it might be this team right now because Orioles are fun to watch. So, Chris, I want to shift gears and uh, talk a little college football with you, too. Something we were discussing earlier is just about uh, Heisman trophies and knowing that there's only been one player to ever win back-to-back. And this year, of course, uh, Caleb Williams winning it last year is back with USC. Just say, for instance, he ended up winning the Heisman trophy this year and ended up being back-to-back Heisman winner, the only, only the second player to ever do so. Would that rank him among the best, greatest football player, at least the quarterback of this generation, or at least in the modern era of college football, just by having that type of award that nobody else has been able to do twice? It's it's a good argument, but I think we also have to look at the Lincoln-Riley effect. I mean, the fact that Kyler Murray and you know, all the different quarterbacks he had there, Baker Mayfield, all had that one great year. Uh, you know, even Jalen Hurts had a decent year there. I, like, he, he's going to put up numbers because of the system that Lincoln runs, but I just find it hard to believe. Like he he won the Heisman last year because he put up some ridiculous numbers. He's going to have to outpace that this year because that that's the toughest part with Heisman voters being human like they are. They they're going to skew towards okay, last year was great and we rewarded you for it, but can you do even better this year? And so that's what I say. Like record wise, I think they got to they got to win the Pac-12. Um, you know, they won 11 and three last year. I think you got to get to at least 12 wins and the 4,500 yards and 42 touchdowns. I would say almost like Caleb's got to throw for 5,050 touchdowns. You got to one up what you did a year ago. Um, I think because everybody's going to be holding that pressure over you. If you just repeat what you did a year ago, I think they're going to find reasons to, to, to vote, you know, somebody else ahead of them. Drake May at North Carolina is an interesting one. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with Klubnick at Clemson. And, of course, in the SEC, my, my Heisman pick is Carson Beck at, at Georgia. I just think he's going to put up ridiculous numbers with their soft schedule and all the talent he's got around him. So, I, look, he, he's among one of the betting favorites, you know, to repeat his Heisman. But I, at the end of the day, I don't think they're going to give it to him again because we just, we're, we're going to judge him harsher this year after winning it last year. What type of season do you expect for USC and the Pac-12? Because a lot of times that goes hand-in-hand hand where – Team has a great season, they have a great player, and then that player goes on to win the Heisman. Yeah, I think they're going to win their first handful of games. They go to Notre Dame in mid-October. They should be 6-0 going into that one. Uh, But then they get Utah. They do get Utah at home. So, you know, Utah should be a pretty good one. Washington's going to be really good with Michael Penix. Again, they get that one at home. 
Uh, really set November 11th game at Oregon, you know, with Bo Nix and all the weapons they bring back. If they can win uh, a couple of those tough ones that, you know, maybe just one loss, I think USC will be in position to win the Pac-12 and, and get into the playoff. A lot of people are picking them to, to get into the playoff this year. So we'll see, but all that, all I've heard all offseason, the narrative that how talented all the Pac-12 quarterbacks are, and you know, it's a ridiculous arms race there. So we're going to find out real quick, but I do like how USC schedule sets up, but you know, I would say anything less than ten wins is a disappointment. So does Arizona make the bowl to the Big Twelve? It seems to be the discussion right now as far as the conference expansion goes. Yeah, I hate this. I mean, <laughs> everything like it's got to make. I've always said conference expansion's got to make sense ge- geographically, and now nothing makes sense geographically. We're sending out USC and UCLA to the Big Ten. And, you know, Florida State's talking about jumping ship from the ACC, Arizona jumping ship from the Pac-12. It's just, it's a mess. And the Pac-12, I mean, their commissioner is an idiot. Like, he drug his feet on the TV deal, and look at where they are now. That that whole conference is crumbling. So, yeah, we're probably going to see more movement here this week. And I just hate it because it, we're, we're moving closer towards these super conferences. And, unfortunately, you know, for the SEC in a couple of years, we could be talking about everybody just playing everybody from the SEC and, We'll crown our own champion, and, and you know everybody else will have to play for the scraps. Yeah, I mean, it's like yeah, you hate it, but it's great for content, but it's also getting to the point where, like, all right, let's just everybody get get to where they're going and figure it out so we can move on and get ready for the season. It seems like it's in a limbo right now, but, uh, it, hey, listen, we got fall camp starting up, and the season will be here before we know it. It's going to be exciting, and as always, Chris, we appreciate you joining us. Great stuff. Enjoy the rest of the week, my man, and try to stay cool out there. We'll catch up with you later down the road. Yeah, 100 degrees every day, and you're in Houston. I'll uh, I'll be uh, dying out here. <laughs> That's good. It's good as long as you uh, as long as you get your workout in, man. It'll be great. Chris Gordy of Sports Talk 790 joining us on the phone lines. We will take a break. When we come back, we'll get some more of your phone calls and messages. Get some other headlines. We'll dive into and keep it moving on a Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. You're on out of bounds. Listen every Wednesday when R.J. Hawk joins his old buddies on Morning Mayhem. Presented by Natural State Wholesale Flooring. See everything that Natural State Wholesale has to offer at naturalstatewholesale.com. This is SportsCenter. Arkansas football landed their second commitment of the 2025 class this weekend in box site safety, Marcus Wimberly. Wimberly chose Arkansas over Michigan, Sam Houston State, Memphis, and Tennessee Martin, among others. He joins Central Arkansas Christian quarterback Grayson Wilson in the 2025 class. In the NFL, running back Jonathan Taylor requested a trade from the Indianapolis Colts. Taylor had 1,800 yards and 18 touchdowns in 2021, but was limited to 11 games with an ankle injury in 2022. Colts owner Jim Ursay stated the Colts will not trade Taylor, not now or in October. And the Arkansas Travelers beat the Northwest Arkansas Naturals 15 to nothing yesterday to split the six-game series 3-3. The Travelers will be back in action again tomorrow against the San Antonio Missions. First pitch will be at 6:35 at Dickey Stevens Park. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. It's the Average Guy Movie Review, Thursdays in the Zone, with me, Justin Acri, and Wes Moore. Presented by Rock and Roll Sushi. Our friends from Rock and Roll Sushi will come in and recap or look ahead to what's trending on TV, the big screen, Netflix, or wherever you get your entertainment. It's presented by Rock and Roll Sushi. Deliciously twisted flavors and a rock and roll vibe that'll blow your mind. Rockandrollsushi.com. From 67167, it's Billy and Bubba, the Freeway Boys. Well, Billy, we're back working by Guatney Chevrolet. Well, until AI takes our jobs, AI ain't gonna shovel this gravel. I guess it could take the boss's job. Billy, AI is not designed to be useless. You don't need AI to find the best deals on new Chevrolets. Right now at Guatney, get brand new 2023 Silverados up to 7000 off MSRP and rates as low as 1.9%. Plus, 2023 Equinox at 1.9% or an optional 1250 cash back. Come see us at Guatney and avoid all traffic and construction. Northbound on 67, take the Main Street exit in Jacksonville. Right on Main and left on Bailey to our front door. Find new roads to Guatney Chevrolet. 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Call 5 501-982-2102. GuatneyChevrolet.com. All offers with approved credit. Stock number 24505. 
How important is price when buying tires? Maybe for you, it's what drives you to choose your tire store. How important is service? And what about choosing a tire store that is locally and family-owned? What if I told you that your local, family-owned Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot can offer you the most competitive pricing with the caring service that you expect from your neighbor? Right now, we have huge savings on our most popular sets of tires to keep you and your family safe on the road. Tires, service, and straight talk. Big O Tires. It's Justin Acre for Coffin by Design West. Shop with the local folks and get exactly what you want. You can also shop from the convenience of your own home by going to KaufmanLumber.com. There's an online store with over 800,000 items in inventory that can be delivered straight to your front door. Items in inventory include everything from hardware to housewares, heating and cooling supplies, lawn and garden tools, sporting goods, store and office supplies, and there's a huge range of products in each area available. So go by their store in West Little Rock at 14900 Cancel Road or do your shopping online at KaufmanLumber.com. It's Justin Acre for Serta Pro Painters, and I get so excited when I get a chance to call my friends at Serta Pro and tell them I've got a new project for them. Serta Pro can help take your idea for a project and make it even better. The good thing is, you know you can get on the schedule and get that project started quickly. But it is starting to fill up fast, so you need to get on the schedule ASAP with my friends at Serta Pro. Each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. These folks live in your community and want to help you get the best paint job possible. Schedule your free estimate at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Jackalope Cycling is passionate about the Arkansas outdoors. To help you enjoy this beautiful state, Jackalope offers an array of bike rentals to get you on the trails. What about fly fishing from a bicycle? You can't do that, but Jackalope also offers fly rods, reels, waders, fly fishing accessories, outdoor and camping gear. Yeah, it'll be tough riding a bicycle and waders. But you can still enjoy the Arkansas outdoors with Jackalope Cycling in Russellville or JackalopeCycling.com. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boar head deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Vaughn into the windup in his first offering. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. On 1037 The Buzz. Great time to get to Twin Peaks for happy hour, 2 to 7. Later happy hour, 10 to close. Enjoy all the food and drink specials that go along with it. Get a lunch combo starting as low as $7.99. If you want to take some food to go, you can order online, curbside, or to go. Courtesy of Postmates, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. Great drink specials during happy hour. Apps for $2, 4 and $6. Twin Peaks has an exclusive and extensive collection of rare bourbons, whiskeys, and tequilas. You can see that display at the front door as you're walking in the Twin Peaks. So check that out. And it is the biki- the summer bikini bash going on through Thursday at Twin Peaks. Take advantage of cheap shots, peak signature taps, mules, and more. Also on Thursday, Hall of Fame game kicks off. It's the Browns versus the Jets. That's going to be at 7 o'clock. And then coming up Saturday, Jake Paul taking on Nate Diaz. So more... Big time boxing going on coming up this weekend. And Twin Peaks is always the favorite place to watch all the combat sports. They have plenty of seating inside now, wall-to-wall TVs to see all the sports action. It's Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. It is a Reaction Monday here on Out of Bounds. Appreciate everybody listening in this afternoon. Is uh, We're going to have more of the topics. Of course, more of your phone calls and text messages coming up as well but we need to run out over to the boys and girls clubs golf tournament where Wes Moore is standing by and Wes uh, how's it going out there man hope it's not too hot for you you know we caught a little bit of a break it's not as hot as it's, it has been but the golfers are finishing up they're starting to come in right now and yeah they're hot they're uh, they're hydrating now in here as they're uh, tallying up all the scores yeah it's a big day for the boys and girls club of central arkansas the perfect vision charity golf classic out at chanel country club alicia jackson is with perfect vision she joins me now and you guys have been doing this for a while, raising money for the Boys and Girls Club of Central Arkansas. Give me the, tell me about the love affair that Perfect Vision has for the Boys and Girls Club of Central Arkansas. Yeah, absolutely. So it's really hard not to have a love affair with the Boys and Girls Club of Central Arkansas. Back in 2016, we started doing a Christmas event where we bought gifts and did a big dinner for all the families at the local club here at Pinnock. 
we did that and then we just fell in love with Cindy and the kids and what all the clubs do in our community and we said this can't be the last thing that we do so we decided we like to play golf we support a lot of charity golf tournaments throughout the year let's put on our own charity golf tournament and ask for some of that money back in return that we're always sponsoring so this is our fifth year we had two breaks during COVID that we had to lay off but this is our fifth year that we've been doing this tournament we've raised about three quarters of a million dollars over the years and we need 250 today to net over a million dollars to the club in that time frame. So we're counting on these folks to really dig in their wallets this last little bit to try and win that golf cart so we can hit that mark. How's it looking? You think you're going to hit it? I think we're going to hit it. We're pretty close, not to give anything away, but we need we need more more people shelling out to get there. <laughs> Alicia, thank you for joining us. The golfers, like I said, are coming in, and uh, we got some big prizes to give away a little bit later. And if you want to donate to the Boys and Girls Club of Central Arkansas, you can help out too. Go to arclubs.org. It's arclubs.org. John, we'll be back here in about 30 minutes. Uh, we'll talk to you then. All right, appreciate it, Wes. And yeah, we'll uh, hear from you again about the great event going on out there there at the Chanel Country Club as part of the Boys and Girls Club's golf tournament. Appreciate uh, Wes dialing in on that one, too. Uh, let's see. A few people uh, have been texting in. This comes from Will in Whitehall. It says, uh, will outbounds be making an appearance at the Pine Bluff four ball and Ole Miss still sucks? It's the only thing that uh, Will had to say. Uh, I plan on going to the four ball. I've never been before, but I plan on being there. Uh, that should be a lot of fun, and I've heard great things about it. So, be on the lookout. That uh, could be actually going down here very soon. And let's see. We'll get to that, too, here in a bit. Uh, we got some clips as well, like some great ones, too, from not only the weekend, but also one of the things that got it. We'll, we'll talk about I'll, I'll do a little preview into that for here in a second. But uh, let's go to Will, who's in Little Rock. What's up, Will? What's up, fellas, man? Long time uh, no, uh, no talk. But uh, I heard you guys talking to the Orioles, and I'm always listening to you guys. Love you guys. Uh, great show. But I uh, heard you talking about my Orioles, and Joe knows I'm a huge Ravens fan, but uh, a huge Orioles fan, too. A lot of bad years, and, you know, kind of like your Jets, John. But uh, <laughs> let me just say this. That caller or whoever you guys were talking to earlier, he, he was he was, he was kind of on point with what he was talking about. The Orioles, in five years ago, in 2017, they made – they told their fans, be patient, and we will be good. And they have some of the best young talent. And I can't even, like, one of the kids' name is Hendrickson. He's, he's blossoming. And then, of course, we have the best catcher, in my opinion, in the league, uh, Cedric Mullins, center fielder. I mean, the list goes on and on. But, I mean, really and truly, this team is built. It is I mean, they're so young that they may actually win the whole thing this year. I mean, they've got an opportunity to. And then, uh, you know, of course, the Ravens, you know, they're always right there. So, you know, Joe, what I was thinking about was a little parlay for the World Series and the uh, and the and the Super Bowl. What do you think? Oh yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nice because those teams are both expected to compete and do some good things. Now with Lamar Jackson, there's been a change with him this year. New offensive coordinator. Um, he's not going to be wearing an armband where he has the plays to look at. They want him to be in the flow of knowing all the plays and not have to look at the armband. So it's going to be a, a change of pace for them. Right. So let me ask you this, Joe. <clears throat> obviously, we've got to deal with the Bengals and your Steelers, obviously. But, uh, but you know, obviously me and you are both huge fans of the NFL and, and, and really good football like our, and, and a good rivalry like our Steelers and Ravens always had. So uh, what do you, what's your take on, uh, on the, the Ravens? I mean, they gave the Bengals everything they wanted, you know, and could have actually won that playoff game without, with their backup quarterback. They, they look good, especially the improvements they made on offense. Now, they're known for running the ball more so than throwing it, but they brought in some additions with the receivers, drafted Zay Flowers, got Odell Beckham Jr., so they should be really improved in the passing game. I agree. That kid Flowers from Boston College, he didn't even have a quarterback throwing to him, and he set all the records at B.C. <clears throat> he's gonna, I think he's got stud written all over him. What, what were they saying uh what, wasn't somebody trying to compare him to Steve Smith? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's a good good player to compare him to. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, man. Uh, okay, so let's jump to the Hogs real quick, and then I'll let you go because I know you've got other callers. But uh, I, I'm a little bit concerned about this Razorback football team. And I know we have legitimately the best quarterback. Uh, and I know he's even – I'm very proud of him for going and, and even trying to get better, losing weight. 
and and I know Dan Enos is going to help him very well, just like he did Hurts uh, and Raheem Sanders. But our offensive line is it as good as it has been in last like Sam's first year? I don't think it is, is it? And then our wide receivers are suspect, and so is our secondary. Well, I think that the offensive line, you got a few key pieces that have returned. Uh, you got a guy, of course, like Bo Limmer, who's uh, been around for a bit and has gotten plenty of experience. I know Tykeus Crawford is someone that's experienced, and uh, they expect some things out of him. You got uh, uh, Josh Braun from from Florida. So it's like, so it's like you got guys, but to sit here and say, oh yeah, you got some dudes that are just studs. I don't think we can say that. I think everyone's just going with the assumption of, hey, it's Sam Pittman. He's going to have a good offensive line. You know, whether it's right or wrong, it's the assumption. So exactly, which is what I think. I was, I'm under the same exact what you just said, John. But yeah. I don't think it's going to be as good. I really don't. And I'm just, I'm being just called a spade a spade. Yeah. I mean, are we just going to try to throw the ball? I mean, because I, I feel like that uh, he's going to be under heavy pressure without our without a good receiving core. And try, I guess you know, lots of screens to Sanders, and I mean, obviously the kid's good. It, it can be mm-hmm. best running back in the SEC, but I mean, with I just feel like that we need some receivers that can get downfield and make some plays. And uh, and what about our tight end? Well, see, that's what I was just going to bring up, and this is, I guess, my my counter to that because will the wide receivers be just as good? I I don't think so. Like as far as individual talent goes, you could have some guys emerge, but. There's just a lot of uncertainty about that, especially with Jaden Hazelwood and Matt Landers moving on. However, I think maybe you can counter that by having much, much better tight ends, which I think is what they're going to do. I think they're going to utilize them a lot more. I think Varquise Gums, the transfer from North Texas, is a stud. I think that Luke Haas, the uh, true freshman, is going to be involved too. Uh, Shamar Easter, we know he's a guy who's a four-star tight end. They got depth, they got position, they got an, an offensive coordinator that's going to utilize it. So maybe that's something that balances out where will you have the high-end talent at wide receiver you did a year ago? Probably not, but you're vastly improved at the tight end position that might really be able to help out KJ. Did we ever get – okay, one more quick question and I'll, I'll let you guys go. Did we get that tight end that started out somewhere like it, maybe, maybe it was North Texas and then Arkansas State and then Colorado or something like that, Colorado State? Well, we they got the the Varquise Gum is the kid that transferred from North Texas. He was the uh, yeah he was like the All Conference USA tight end and uh, was considered one of the best players in the transfer portal at that position. That was the tight end that they ended up with landing as far as the transfers go. Right, I knew there was a kid that had been to like two or three schools maybe, and one of them was Arkansas State, and I knew we were in on him. But I don't know if we got him, but I mean he was supposed to be a stud. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember exactly anything specific about that. I don't. I wouldn't think that, that they got gum. him. That, that was was gum. that Gums? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if he was actually at Arkansas State or anything though. Oh, but, not not Arkansas State. Yeah. No, so yeah, no. Varquise Gums is the one that's only from North Texas. But yeah, as far as the other one goes, I'm not sure. But I'll, I can look into it for you, Will, and just right on. Hey, one more. Hey, one more thing. Uh, did uh, did did McAdoo, Is he is he healthy from the car wreck? Doesn't look like it. Uh, we don't uh, want to speculate, but uh, we'll know more hopefully from Sam Pittman on Wednesday. But just from all things that have been pointed to, and even Sam Pittman said this, it, it doesn't look great that it's gonna he's gonna be able to play this season. Man, he was he was turning into a, uh, a freaking island out there. But anyway, uh, you guys have a great day, great show always. It's good talking to you guys. Right, appreciate, appreciate it, Will. Appreciate it, Will. Thanks for calling in, man. Call back anytime. Yeah, the uh, the McAdoo one is, I'm sure we'll have a full-fledged update with Sam Pittman because he felt like uh, once fall camp starts up, they'd probably be able to talk more about it and release some more information. But again, we don't want to speculate, but that's just kind of how the feeling goes. But that'll happen Wednesday. We'll get to know a lot more once that comes around. But hey, listen, we got another break to take. When we come back, we'll have your Razor Hog update. We'll have more of your phone calls and messages. And keep it moving on a Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. So stay with us.
fans and trivia fans, listen up. Brewskies is bringing sports trivia to Thursday nights. Every Thursday at 7 p.m., come play sports trivia at the best sports bar in town. 22-ounce draft beer specials and $2 Plinko shots keep you from being thirsty, with plenty of pub grub options to keep you from being hungry, too. Arrive early and take advantage of the happy hour specials and stick around after trivia for the Thursday night karaoke party. So come check out all the new sports trivia every Thursday at 7 p.m. at Brewskies, your home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. This is David Dunn with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Do you own or operate Max, Volvos, Freightliners, Kenworths, Peterbilts, or international trucks? We can offer you the same dealership-level computer diagnostics with highly trained and professional mechanics without dealership wait times and cost. Whether you're a municipality, fleet, or small business with one truck, come see why our customers have made us the highest-rated independent repair shop in Arkansas. Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Take exit 7 on I-440 or call 568-2185. Does your knee pain keep getting worse? How about that pain in your shoulder or your hip, maybe even your back? Don't let them tell you steroids and surgery are your only options. Take my advice and call my friends over at QC Kinetics. Hey everybody, it's RJ Hawk. QC Kinetics can make that pain go away with all-natural advanced regenerative medicine. They're helping people all over central Arkansas every single day with this amazing natural treatments that restore and repair damaged tissue. It's just like turning back the clock. Regenerative medicine uses a concentrated healing agent from your own body to stimulate that damaged tissue in your joints so that they'll work like they're supposed to. And there's zero downtime. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting medical breakthrough. Patients are getting real lasting relief and are saying no to surgery and no to drugs. And the consultation is free. Call QC Kinetics today at 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. Shooing seagulls away from our beach snacks is easy, but keeping my frequent heartburn away, that was a full-time job. I had to chew up to 10 antacids a day to manage it. Then I tried Prilosec OTC. Just one pill a day blocks my frequent heartburn for a full 24 hours, giving me one-and-done heartburn relief. Thanks to Prilosec OTC, now my heartburn's on vacation, too. Prilosec OTC. One pill a day, 24 hours, zero heartburn. It's possible while taking Prilosec OTC. Use as directed for 14 days to treat frequent heartburn, not for immediate relief. For nearly 100 years, folks have trusted Blue Star medicated ointment to relieve the pain and itching of almost any skin irritation. It works on my son's dry itching feet and their jock itch. I had this rash on my neck. Nothing worked until Blue Star. Blue Star worked great on my ringworm without steroids. My wife and I have been using Blue Star for years. It's never let us down. Look for the white box with the blue star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Sponsored by Focus Consumer Healthcare. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Let me just quote the late, great Colonel Sanders, who said, I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. On 103.7 The Buzz. Out of Bounds here on uh, Reaction Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services. And uh, shout out to uh, the texter on our text line, 8 from the 870. Talking about that tight end that uh, Will was referring to in our previous segment. He says, uh, is it Sado Treor? I think he's the tight end from Arkansas State, uh, who was there last year. He transferred to Colorado, went through spring practice in Boulder, then left again and is now at Mississippi State. Okay. So, I think that's the guy that he was referring to, and that's uh, the update on him. So. Well, when he said stud, that's why Varkey's gum right. came up, because that's what we heard about him. Yeah, he was the one from North Texas, but it looks like that guy's the one that uh, kind of bounced around. So thank you for that, you texter from the 870. Uh, well, Interesting, a, he went to Colorado. Yeah, and then... And, and then left. And then, yeah, so it was one of those things, always makes you wonder, was he asked to leave, or was it, you know, was it something that they found somebody better that was going to get more playing time than him? Like, I don't know. I don't know why he would, but ends up at Mississippi State. You never know there. No. 
So it's not like he went to, you know, had to go down to the FCS. Like he still ended up in an SEC school. So yeah, it sounds like he's pretty good. Uh, let's uh, go back with Wes Moore because we know that they have the great event over at the Chanel Country Club of the Boys and Girls Golf Club Tournaments. And uh, what's going on, Wes? Hey, we're out. Yeah, like you said, out Chanel Country Club. It is the Perfect Vision Charity Golf Classic and raising money for the Boys and Girls Club of Central Arkansas. They've been doing this for years, and this year we may hit the million-dollar mark. Will Bond joins us now. He's a board member of the uh, Boys and Girls Club of Central Arkansas. This is huge for you guys. How, what kind of an impact does this make for the uh, Boys and Girls Club of Central Arkansas? Well, it's an incredible fundraiser for us, and the clubs, you know, are total nonprofits. So without this type of event, and this event is incredibly successful for us over the last five years, raised, you know, over, uh, I think, three-quarters of a million dollars, and they're trying to get to the million-dollar mark now. But without this, the clubs couldn't provide the services that they do, serving over 3,000 kids and, you know, giving them a safe place to go after school and to improve their lives every day. You see all kinds of success stories, and you're passionate about the Boys and Girls Club of Central Arkansas. What's the, the, the top thing that you really love about what the clubs do? Well, I, th- I think that some people see the clubs as only for sports, which is very important, but they do a lot of other things, uh, reading, educational programs, things that just lifestyle improvements, all types of things that they help kids with uh, all across the community in North Little Rock and all areas of Little Rock. So we run the gamut of all of central Arkansas, and it's open for everyone to just improve their lives, give them a safe place to go, and give them the educational help and other services that they need to live out their dreams and that's what i think we overlook sometimes is that the clubs are more than just sports although sports is important they're really doing so much more for these kids and the employees of the clubs those are the real heroes also helping the kids every day well thank you for joining us you can tell he is very passionate about the boys and girls club of central arkansas and if you would like to help out you can donate today. You can go to perfectvisiongolf.com, make your donation. That'll go to the Boys and Girls Club of Central Arkansas. The golfers are coming in. They're tallying up the scores. We're going to have a winner, and we're going to give away a $14,500 golf cart. It's a vivid electric golf cart here in a bit, a putting contest. So the action's still happening out here at Chanel Country Club. John, I'll check back in with you in the next hour. All right, sounds good, Wes. Appreciate you as always, man. Uh, we got just a few minutes before we take a break, so let's go ahead and jump into your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. Guys, I've got just one thing I want to say to you. Touchdown, Arkansas! Arkansas wins the national championship! The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season! On by 90! This is your Razor Hog Update on Out of Bounds, presented by True Service Community Federal Credit Union, where they offer new mortgage loans, refinancing, auto loans, and small business loans. Online at trueservice.net. All right, so for your Razor Hog Update, actually quite a few things happening over the weekend. We know the the big hog hangout, woo pig hangout, whatever, hog wild hangout, whatever it is, doesn't matter. Uh, but Arkansas did have box sites, very own, and a guy that uh, has been going up the charts with Marcus Wimberly, becoming the latest commitment for the University of Arkansas. He's a defensive back and had a few offers, mainly the most notable is Arkansas and Michigan, but decided to call Arkansas his home. So really big get there for Arkansas and a kid staying in state. And on the other side of it, too, you got Jeremy Cook. A defensive back out of the state of Alabama from Hoover High. He also commits to the Razorbacks with offers over Cincinnati, Southern Miss, South Alabama, and Alcorn State. And it looks like Arkansas is trying to beef up that secondary as much as possible with the depth side of things. Also, uh, some basketball news. I guess this happened truly after we got off the air Friday, so I'm still including in as far as the weekend goes. But Arkansas basketball got an addition out of the transfer portal. Southern Miss forward Dinajay Harris who reopened his recruitment this summer after initially committing to New Mexico State out of the portal. Uh, He's been on campus and been with the Razorbacks for recent portions of summer workouts, but he's 6'7". He's a junior out of Columbus, Mississippi, and also had nine points, five and a half rebounds, and more than 24 minutes of action 
per contest last season, shooting 57% from the field. So, uh, you know, it's not going to be numbers that blow anybody away, but it's another athletic guy who Arkansas and Eric Musselman felt like they could bring into the mix and be able to add something to their basketball squad next season. And also, in other basketball news, which I didn't realize this was Razorback news, I thought this was a foregone conclusion, but maybe they just needed to make it official. But Arkansas basketball will be facing off against Oklahoma for the third consecutive season in the Crimson and Cardinal Classic from the BOK Center in Tulsa on December 9th. Uh, I thought that this was already a game in place. Maybe they didn't have the date nailed down, or maybe they didn't have uh, it being in Tulsa nailed down, but whatever it is, they were released a statement in saying that it will be the last neutral site meeting in the series before Oklahoma leaves the Big 12 to join the SEC. So a little bit of flavor before they join the conference. Oklahoma was able to take care of business the first time that these two teams played two years ago, but Arkansas won uh, with an 88-78 victory past season. Arkansas 17-13 all-time against Oklahoma, but a 6-1 in neutral site games, of course, the game being two years ago, the first time the Razorbacks have lost. So that's going to be on. Talk about a non-conference schedule of names. You got Purdue in the exhibition. You got Duke. You got the Atlantis teams that are mentioned. And then Oklahoma, no lacking of star power when it comes to the basketball schedule. And also, we'll make football. K.J. Jefferson and Rocket Sanders land on the Maxwell Award preseason watch list. So watch list season is also upon us, too. How much fun is that to be able to say, hey, I don't know if you're going to be a finalist or a semifinalist. I don't even know if you're going to crack the top ten. But, hey, you're on the watch list. We're checking you out. We'll see how it goes. But that'll be coming out throughout the rest of the week, too. So watch out for those players. Real quick, uh, before we take a commercial break, top of the hour update, squeeze 49er John in. What's up, 49er John? What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? Good. Hey, um, as far as Sean Payton and Aaron Rodgers, both of them are just overrated. I give Sean Payton props for being a Super Bowl champion no more than you Calgary fans give Barry Swenson being a Super Bowl champion the year he won a Super Bowl. You know, uh, Sean Payton is so overrated to me. And Aaron Rodgers, why he didn't come at Gronk like this when Gronk called him out? Gronk called him out said he would rather be an MVP than be a Super Bowl champion. I, I didn't hear nothing from Aaron Rodgers. It's just my opinion. And then before the week is over, guys, Nick Bosa will be the highest-paid defensive player in history. It's coming. Have a good day. All right. Appreciate you calling in, 49er John, as always. Uh, also, a few text messages real quick. Uh, 870 says, Troar was not uh, – talking about the kid from Arkansas State. Troar was not asked to leave Colorado, but was told he doesn't block well enough to be anything but a third-down receiving type tight end. He's a great pass catcher, but a little light as a blocker, and that's why he was uh, not going to be a fit there, Colorado. According to the eight seven zero, so and that's exactly what he wants to do now. To be a more complete player, you knew, need to incorporate all those things. But he likes being that pass catching tight end, and those are the the guys that get paid more. Actually, that's right. You know, he's got his future on his hands, and he's trying to make some money. No, no shame in that. We're gonna take top of the hour update. When we come back, we'll get the best and worst of the weekend, and keep it going here on Reaction Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services. You won't want to miss it, so you better stay tuned for the third hour of Out of Bounds coming up next. Hey folks, it's Joey and Ryan here. What's up? It's summertime. Hey, we got some great Jeep incentives going on right now. 2.9% financing, rebates, discounts on Jeep Grand Cherokee on select models. We've got 1.9 incentivized rate plus $4,000 rebate. So for all you new Ram, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, make that beautiful drive to Heber Springs during the Make This the Summer event. Or check us out on the web at redriverdodge.com or Red River. We deliver. God bless you. 